I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. We've recently improved our user experience on podcast platforms, so please explore the episode notes to find the resources mentioned on today's show plus additional articles. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Parenting Podcast. If they haven't done so yet, your child may begin to ask some deeper questions about the Bible, like, well, how do you know the Bible is true? Or, Mommy, did Jesus really rise up from the dead? And if you're not prepared, those questions might catch you off guard. I'm John Fuller with Danny Huerta. Danny leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I think a lot of us, our instinct is to hit the panic button if our kids express any doubts or ask any hard questions. But I'm thinking, actually, no, questions can be really, really good. Yeah, there's so much to having faith. I mean, faith means you have a certain type of relationship, uh, especially with the Heavenly Father. So you need to be sure of that. Kids are going to question it, and especially as they become teens and begin to have the critical thinking skills, it actually is very reassuring when you have a child begin to ask questions about faith because they're taking it seriously. And if they begin to doubt it, be patient with it, enter that conversation and begin to ask questions to help their exploration and provide resources. And we have plenty here at Focus on the Family Mm -hmm. on spiritual growth and if there are questions that come up, we want to be there uh, with them. And just know if a, if a child loses their faith, it's not like it suddenly happens. It's something that happens over time. So when they begin asking questions, engage in that and listen for the deeper question. Maybe there's fear. Maybe there's certain emotions where they're not feeling a response from God. Maybe yeah. someone wasn't healed and they want to understand that better. Seek that need first with the kids and figure out where they thought God was going to speak to them, and they didn't feel he did. Yeah, and I would only add, um, it's it really isn't time to hit the panic button. Affirm, as you said, that there are no bad questions. Any question. Mm-hmm. I may not right. have the answer, but if I don't know right offhand, then we'll go look for it together, okay, in the Scripture. We'll try to find out what God says about this or that. So um, we'll include some resources for you to help your kids evaluate the Bible for themselves in the episode notes. Uh, for now, let's go ahead and hear a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Kara Powell, who offered some tips for responding to your kids' doubts. Kara, welcome back. 
It's great to be here with you both. <laughs> Let me uh, start where we uh, stopped last time, and that was on faithing, yeah. and we were going to get more into that. We gave a little bit of a definition of that, but restate the definition for the new listeners today. Yeah, and let me give you the definition that I actually came up with Steve Argue, my friend and colleague from Fuller, which is faithing is owning and embodying our journeys with God as we as parents, as well as our kids, encounter new experiences and information. So it's always about encountering, growing, realizing that our faith is changing and there's new experiences awaiting us. Well, and I think, you know, generations change, too. There's more access to information. There's more uh, bad information. The social media platform gives us everything, good and bad. In fact, it's no secret that many young people are struggling with doubts about their faith. I was kind of shocked by this bit of research that you use in the book that about 70 percent of teens in the church have admitted to having serious doubts about their faith, mm-hmm. yet less than half have shared their doubts with an adult friend. Um, that 70 percent, I would think almost 100 percent at some point would have doubts, but to explain what that is getting at. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jim, because that's 70 percent of youth group seniors admit to having significant doubts about faith. So yeah. it, it probably is higher. It's, yeah. it's what they report themselves. I think that's a Good thing though. I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think that means they're struggling. Yeah, they're yeah. actually asking questions in their heart. Yeah, they care. The downside is they're not talking to anybody that has answers. Yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. So you know, at least seventy percent have doubts. Um, and I know sometimes as as parents or grandparents, leaders, we might get freaked out about that. We think, oh my goodness, young people have all these tough questions. Um, But the good news out of our research is that when young people had the opportunity to express and explore those doubts, that was actually correlated with greater faith, both in high school and in college. So let me put that more simply. Um, It's not doubt that is toxic to faith. It's silence that is toxic to faith. Um, and that's part of what I love, even about making faithing a verb. Um, I think a lot of times we think about faith as a noun in Scripture, and it certainly is. It's a noun, but it's also a verb. It's growing and changing and evolving. And I mm. want, as a parent, I want to be able to talk about that growth and that some of those shifts and questions with my own kids. I would far rather us be able to have that conversation than for my kids to fall into the category of young people across the country who have questions and aren't sharing them with any adult. And that's when doubts become toxic. Well, give us that story. Where with your kids have you done the faith thing and they've expressed doubts and you've helped them? Yeah. So two of my favorite questions as my kids are getting older to ask um, are these two. What do you now believe about life and faith Mm. that you think I don't believe? And what do you no longer believe about life and faith that Mm. you think I do believe? Now, I'll tell you, I ask those questions and sometimes my teenagers will shrug and say, oh, you know, I think nothing's really changed, mom. And sometimes I ask those questions and they've got two or three things that they've been thinking about that are a little different than I than they think I believe. But again, I just want them to be able to have that conversation with me. Yeah. And when I bring it up, I mean, even the essence of those two questions, what do you no longer believe that you think I do believe? What do you now believe that you think I don't believe? Even just the essence of those two questions acknowledges that we're going to have potentially slightly different views and that's okay. We can talk about it. We can yeah. we can keep having the conversation. 
I really like Kira's perspectives, and she offered some good questions to use to get conversations going with your kids. Um, Danny, as your kids have grown older, has it been a little harder to talk about some of this stuff, uh, especially the faith? Yes. I still I still remember maybe a year ago, my daughter, right when we were about to pray, here she is, a 14-year-old, she said, I don't know if I believe in prayer, Dad. I don't know. Is that really real? Are we just kind of talking into the wind? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I feel maybe I'm just talking to myself, and I feel kind of weird about that. Wow. And uh, I remember pausing. I wasn't expecting that. And usually that's when those questions come yeah, up. Yeah, when you're not expecting We were getting ready that. for bed, and I'm going, wow, okay, that's a very deep question. And then she followed it up with, who created God? I mean, really, is he really the beginning and hmm. the end? And what does that even mean? Those are very deep questions that I had to pause and think about. And I said, hey, honey, you know what? I'm going to give you the initial answer, but I'm going to have to think this through, pray it through myself to make sure I can answer exactly what I'm needing to try to say in in this. And so that led to a great conversation, ongoing conversation about prayer and observation. Let's observe what it means to pray and then to potentially listen to what God is answering to us in prayer and uh, and then figuring out those doubts. And I really did affirm. It makes sense that you would question both of those things mm-hmm. because you would not have any evidence, uh, tangible evidence to say, oh yeah, 100%. I be- it takes some faith and faith is hard and you need that evidence. So let's, let's be patient with it. Let's work it out. And uh, boy, what, what great deep conversations. And it led to uh, improving our relationship, but she has since then resolved that and has said, yeah, I've seen God uh, responding to this in my life. And I asked her to say, hey, talk to God and and, and talk to him about those doubts you've got. Yeah. See how he responds. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love to ask teens is, what is it that you tend to stand for and why? And that means when you stand up, why do you stand up? Is it because you have awe of something, standing ovation, you, you're standing about something you're responding to? Why do we stand up in worship? And then what does it mean to stand and stand firm? Hmm. And when we have faith in something and we have admiration for something, we tend to stand. What is it about that relationship with God that causes you to do both forms of standing? Standing in awe and then standing firm. Hmm. Because you need to believe that because that's your decision to stand either way. Yeah. And I want to make sure you own that. I appreciate that. That's really good insight. And uh, I want to bounce off of one thing Kara said here as we close, and that is ask questions of your kids if they are starting to believe a little bit differently that affirms that, you know what, I'm interested in hearing that. And it's not because I want to correct you. It's because you're starting to make your own decisions. And you know what, I'm going to love you no matter how this plays out. So you don't have to be a little mini robot for me to say, yeah, I sure do love you, if. Um, and, and I've actually had to have those conversations. One of my kids, just a few weeks ago, I, I had to say, you know what? I think I'm guilty of assuming some things uh, about me and my beliefs. So let's mm-hmm. talk that through. Um, it's really important for our kids, especially in this day and age, for us to be able to articulate those views and to show some love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep saying the story's not over. <laughs> so uh, if you've got a child who's starting to kind of go down the path and you're concerned, the story isn't over. Well, for more helpful advice on the teen years, get the book Dr. Kara Powell has co-written with Dr. Stephen Argue. It's called Growing Within, 
Uh, it's called Growing With, Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. Now, we're making that available as our thank you gift when you make a generous donation of any amount, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, we're listener-supported, so please donate as you can. We'll send the book to you. And the starting point is focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast, or give us a call, 800-A-FAMILY. At the website, we do have a lot of additional resources for you, like our free parenting assessment, which is a wonderful tool to help you really kind of understand how you're doing well as a parent and maybe some areas to grow in. And we'll link over to that uh, assessment in the episode notes. Next time, some great ways to encourage your teen's faith before they leave the house. And for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller inviting you back next time for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.